Hey, Matt. Yeah, Josh. You hate Georgia? Not as much as Tennessee. Oh, I mean, yeah, way more than Tennessee. It's Georgia Hate Week. So it is Georgia Hate Week. Yeah. How, um, we hope you, all of you are starting this off with a lot of hate in your heart. I love how, like, during, like, hate weeks, people won't say the name of the other team. Georgia. No, but I mean, like, they'll spell it differently. Like, okay, like, Michigan is the team to the north, to Ohio State, right? I see that team in the yeah. north, right? I saw someone spell Georgia, J-A-W-J-A today. Georgia? Georgia. That happens a lot. But it was on purpose for the exact yeah, point Yeah, but a I'm lot making. of, like, Bulldog fans, like, spell it that way anyway. It's a weird thing, man. I've never seen it before. This is new to me. You're from South Florida. I am from South Florida. Football doesn't even mean anything there. <laughs> Go play tennis. Eight out of ten people agree that Miami is the best football team of all time. Also, eight out of ten people have never been to a Miami game. So, um, Georgia kicked off the season against Austin P. Georgia hung 45 and, and just demolished Austin P. But really took reigning national champions, UCF, down to the wire last season. Yeah, they did. Um, I'm surprised that Georgia scheduled such a, mar- a marquee matchup week one. You haven't really seen it pan out for a lot of teams in a lot of years. Like when FSU played Alabama. Exactly. It just yeah. didn't work out for them. Um, luckily for FSU, Alabama wasn't reigning national championship. National champions, were they? Oh, uh, maybe they were. I, I just cannot remember. Dude, that was last year, right? Stack up the past two years on a board to get through a dart. You yeah, he got an Alabama national championship. Because, uh, yeah, that game was last year. I mean, luckily they weren't national champions, but Austin P. I mean, that's a team that almost beat the national champions. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Then they played South Carolina. Yeah. Will Muschamp, I think, had a lot of hate in his heart for Georgia. Yeah, I think so, too. Didn't do a darn bit of good. Not one bit. Mm-mm. Then play, they played Middle Tennessee. Where do you think Middle Tennessee is? Um, Where do you think Eastern Carolina is? I wonder how many of these schools are actually geographically not accurate. Do you know where Eastern Carolina is? Because it's in North Carolina. No. Yeah, they're the Pirates. They're also not near the water. Yeah, they also played us very hard one year. <sighs> I think that's where Will Greer's dad coaches and everything is Eastern Carolina. Is, it tr- is that true? What, what, we beat them like 24-17 or something? That's the, that's the game that Kelvin Taylor got reamed by Matt. To this day, do you agree with Mac or do you agree with KT? No, I agree with Mac. You don't want an unsportsmanlike penalty like that, right? No, I mean I never thought that Mac was in the wrong. No, must champ. Mac. Mac. It was Mac. What am I thinking of? Mac on the sidelines screaming at Kelvin Taylor after he did the. Oh, uh, yeah, and he's like, he like almost backhands him. Yeah, Kelvin Taylor did like the yeah. cutthroat thing. Yep. No, yeah, you gotta get on to him. No, you can't. You can't let any player get away with that one. I mean, I like what Dan Mullen said last week, which is like you'd rather say "whoa" than "sick him," but that was a big "whoa," <laughs> big big "whoa." Um, and then they played Missouri. Mizzou. Mizzou is supposed to be a really <clears throat> really good team. I heard everyone say before the year started, like I always do. What do you think now? I mean, I think they're a solid SEC team. You think so? Middle of the road? Middle of the road. Okay. I guess, but like every year we're supposed to be scared of them. I just don't understand why. It's because they beat the tar out of us one year. 
42-14? Yeah, that's what I call getting the tar beat out of you by Mizzou. Do you know that in the 15 years prior, every single time that the Gators had held the opposing team's offense to under 200 yards, they had won the game except for twice, and both of them were under uh, Will Muschamp. One of them was that. I remember that stat. One of them was that Mizzou game. Yeah, they scored every single possible way that game. It's a fun fact for you. So, then we have the first time in the season uh-huh. that Georgia does not score for over 40 points. They scored 38. <laughs> they beat Tennessee 38-12. to 12. So, we scored more points against Tennessee in Tennessee. Does that make us better than Georgia? Uh, we're getting into there. We're going to get there. We're, we're going to get there? Okay. okay. One way or another. And then Vanderbilt? Yep. They, and then they, Vanderbilt, they're they back to form, beating them They did some real work against Vanderbilt. Um, and then LSU just shows up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a game that we talked about a little bit last week, but I was going to say, yeah, I don't think there's any way that LSU doesn't win that game. We gave it a, a little preview last week when we were talking about the SEC as a whole, but like, there's no way LSU comes back from a loss against us to a home game in Death Valley and doesn't kick their ass. Well, I mean, I thought so because I thought Georgia was that good. Yeah, okay. So I guess now that we LSU is their last game, so we can kind of start talking about the future, right? Is Georgia that good? Do you? Georgia feels a lot less scary than when we first talked about our schedule they at the feel, beginning of the I mean, year, right? Let's be honest. They feel a lot less scary, yes. Yeah. Right? But they've only lost to now number four LSU. Fair. A very good LSU team. And they've beaten everybody else by 38 or more. But was their team good? I mean, uh, did they play well against that LSU team? No, they didn't play well against that LSU team. No, not at all. Do you think they played so poorly that Jake Fromm sits? Here's the thing, that, that's what I wanted to get into. Okay. Is because, same thing now, mm-hmm. we're watching film, seeing what LSU did against that Georgia team, right? Right. We have to be. We're on the bye week. What is Georgia doing on their bye week? They have to be watching that Kentucky game. Which I think also means they have to be working fields. They have to. That's exactly what I'm getting at. They have to be working fields because we struggle against a quarterback who can run, who can escape the pocket, who can yep. spread us out. Yep. And then arguably, <clears throat> arguably, huh? arguably, arguably, you know, they spread the field. Yep. Then they throw the ball and, and burn us. Right. Or they, which which was the problem, or we don't know just yeah exactly, or we don't know whether to stop the quarterback or to stop the running back. And yep. guess what, Georgia has better better depth uh-huh. and talent at running back than Kentucky. Absolutely, unless Benny Snell is that good. I think Benny Snell is that good. Yeah, I just think Georgia with their line and with like the culture at running back they have there, uh-huh. they're better. Right, it's okay. more. Um, Okay. Like it's in their blood, right? They've been hammering yeah. it. They've been hand like Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Herschel Walker, our special guest dummy. Oh, Herschel, come on in! <laughs> <laughs> what a playoff for that one. That was really, really good. Yeah, he's doing push-ups in the hallway. He'll be right in. Um, no, but while Herschel does that, we can keep talking. Um, yeah, I just think I think Georgia. 
they have to look at that and they can really exploit that against this Gators defense, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. But on on the other end of the spectrum, we got Ollie playing with a squeaky toy. He brings some liveliness to this podcast. It's his camera. It is. Well, he's taking pictures. Of Herschel. Of Herschel. I, how could you not? Look at him. He's jacked. Do you mind asking him how old he is? I'm not asking Herschel Walker how old he is. Why not? Do you think he's embarrassed? I think he's carved out of stone. No, yeah, so I think that's what that's what I think, and I think that's what everyone else is saying, that they put Fields in, they have some... He's already been playing, Yeah. but I think they're going to have a lot more passing plays in for him because he's, he's really only running the ball. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd imagine we have a really good coach. Yeah. There's no doubt, there's no doubt about that. So you know that Mullen is there preparing for someone like like Fields. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily Fields himself. Maybe he doesn't feel like there's enough video on Fields. But he knows that style of play, right? He can look at other things. He knows options. He knows exactly how mm-hmm. he would... I mean, in a well, way... Well, he specializes in that quarterback. That's exactly what I was about to say. In a way, he knows how to defend against what he makes anyway. Yeah, so... I mean, we've just got to... The thing is, too, is how much are they going to count on our defense being incredibly aggressive? Uh-huh. And try and blitzing and all the fun Grant stuff that Grantham brings to it. Uh huh. Yeah. And they're going to counteract that. They put Fields out there. We bring the house next thing you know. They're going down the field just like and Godwin catches it for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me when they were playing South Carolina, that game kind of got out of hand really quick because of the, just how quickly they scored. It reminds me about how quickly LSU scored against us, where all of a sudden you're way behind, and it seems insurmountable. I just. There's so much about this game that feels like a question mark because is our team as good as our ranking? Is their team better than their ranking? Are they worse than their ranking? Um, have they really had competition this year in reality? What, was LSU their real first shot at competition? And did they just drop the ball completely? We, we genuinely don't really know in a way because they haven't even played someone who's, who's kind of been shown to be good, okay to good with Kentucky. Right? They, beat a, they beat a very bad Tennessee team. They beat a very bad, not very bad, but they beat an okay Vanderbilt team at home. They, built, they beat a Missouri team that's not good. They beat a South Carolina team that doesn't have anything to, I mean, to write home about. Are they good? Are they not good? Do they actually have the talent to win games against a Florida team? Are we a team that can beat this Georgia team? We, we clearly just don't know, and it's so interesting going into our eighth game of the year. As of now, what I would say is yeah. we're not as good as our ranking, and Georgia is better than their ranking. Okay, It that's pains me to say that, but that is, that's my hard answer. I think yeah. this is a team that almost won a national championship last year. Yeah. Is it the same team, though? For the most part, it's the same team, and they had an incredible recruiting class. Mm-hmm. They've got a great coach. Yeah. But, you know, I think one thing maybe that's kind of hurting this Georgia team is, like, where's their chemistry and where's their spark? Yeah, that's that's the missing piece. Are they just a well-oiled machine that's incredible, you know, built for perfection and everything, but there's just no spirit in it? Mm-hmm. Which is possible. So, whereas the Florida team... Yeah. Is almost all spirit, all attitude. Kind of in a way, right? Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we got some good running backs. We did about the opposite of winning a national championship last season. Yeah, we did. And a lot of these players played together last year mm-hmm. and went through a, a spell where their 
their head coach was fired. They had to deal with an interim coach. That whole staff has gone, and now they, they have this new guy in there who, I mean, everything they're being told is technically a Gator legend. He led them yeah. to two national championships in a way, right? And you know what I love about Mullen? What? Is how, this is one of the, my favorite things that I've heard, uh, heard said about Mullen, is that he showed them the film from practice when they played Kentucky versus the field, the film from practice when they played Mississippi State and he said what difference do you see and which result do you want wow because apparently the week before we played Kentucky they were cocky and everything they were practicing sloppy they were practicing soft mm-hmm. then they committed for the Mississippi State game and he said he showed them those films and they watched the game films they watched the practice and they said which team do you want to be if you buy in and mm-hmm. you give us the work we're going to have you playing with anyone wow that's big. That's coaching, man. Yeah, and you know what else he said? I know he was saying after the game the other day against Vanderbilt, he said they didn't have a good week of practice. Yeah. Um, and then he said he immediately said they didn't practice hard, but after three emotional games with Tennessee, Mississippi State, and LSU, after three emotional games in a row, you get really tired. And so those hits are what makes your schedule harder than they necessarily look every year, right? Yeah. From the SEC. Um, it's the week after week after week thing, which is kind of what we always hear. And uh, it, it's great that he stops and he goes, look, they, they fought hard and they were practicing hard. It's just we didn't have a good week of practice and we still were able to win that game. Right, which is maybe arguably something earlier in the season couldn't have happened, right? Yeah. Totally agree. The team doesn't circle back. They don't. They don't win in practice, and then they don't win on the field because they're just not into it. They're not buying in. Yep. And I think one thing too is like he said they did the, a very similar thing in the off season because let's face it, Florida had a terrible <coughs> strength and conditioning program. Yeah. That we really didn't. We were just getting outmanned on the field. Every, uh, we were having injuries everywhere. Remember, yes. we had two or three injuries. We're a getting game. bullied on the field. Yeah. There's so many injuries. And you know what they did this season? They said Savage showed up. He started working with him. And we saw the trans. We saw, we heard about the transformations. There's people losing 30 pounds, people gaining 30 pounds, people yep. losing 40. Same thing. He said, we did the same thing then. We showed them the pictures when we showed up. And we showed them the pictures of them after we showed up. Yeah. And showed them the facts and showed them the stats and everything. Yeah. And he said, if you show these guys what you can do for them, if they buy in and they listen to you, they're going to do it. Yeah. And so far, that's what we're seeing happen. I mean, that's a big difference from last year when we were hearing that players were actually paying a local Olympic coach to train them because they didn't feel like they were getting enough from the program, which is embarrassing. Yeah, it is incredibly embarrassing for for the Florida Gators. Yeah, to have to go seek out mm-hmm. someone outside of the program to help train them. Yep, it's embarrassing. It is. I mean, and if you want to take it even a step further, and we're probably getting into some muddy waters here, why was Will Greer everyone supplement shopping on its own? Interesting. Why question. did he feel like he had like there was the need to do something like that to find an edge? Right. I thought it was flu medication. He said he got it from GNC. GNC. That's where uh, it came from. Is right, he got it yeah, from yeah. GNC? I remember. I remember. Um, yeah, I guess GNC had what the Florida program didn't. 
Well, I mean, it's silly. I mean, and you can't say that if there had been a better strength and conditioning program there that the same thing wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, is that an early symptom of players feeling the need to go outside of the program? I guess we don't know. I don't know if that's something we'll ever know in that No, case. we're not. We're never going to know. No. But um, regardless, I think it, it's a great thing. And you don't have a better name than Coach Savage. No. He looks awesome, too. He's on the field every week getting those guys hyped Hype up. Hype man. <laughs> He's the hype man. I mean, do you know any other team strength and conditioning coach? Um, I know. I mean... I know there's like I know I don't know them by name. Yeah. But I mean I know of them and I know that guy, the LSU strength and conditioning coach, headbutting the uh, helmet and splitting his forehead. Was he the strength and conditioning yes. coach? Oh yeah, that checks out. Well, I mean that seems to be like a really interesting position, that players really really connect with. Yeah. Is the strength and conditioning coach? Well, I'd I'd wager to say you know you have your strength and conditioning coach screaming at you in the in the in the weight room right. Mm-hmm. They're going, hey, bust this out because one day you'll be on the field and you'll see the effects of it. Yeah. And a guy like that can run up to his player, headbutt him, and go, that's why we work so hard in yeah, the gym. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, that's why we work so hard in the gym. And then you see your strength and conditioning coach just headbutted you and now his like, head is yeah. bleeding. And you're totally into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think it's so interesting because it's like, it's probably like the role of the cool uncle. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, if Mullen's the dad and Grantham's the dad and everything, like, Nick's the guy that you're, like, hanging out with. He's, hmm. He maybe talks a little shit with you and everything. He makes some inappropriate comments and everything, and you're kind of buddies with him, but you also work hard for it. Yeah, he's got that special way of keeping you on track. Yeah. Yeah, like, he, he bonds with you and makes sure that you're a hard worker. Like, he, if the players did something really bad, he yeah. might be the guy they tell first, and he's like... Oh, yeah, totally. He's the dude who, at eight years old, lets you have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. That's illegal. <laughs> no, like, if he's your uncle. <laughs> eight years old? I mean, I'm thinking maybe, like, 14, 15, 16. You're over eight years old, I was here running out with Uncle Billy. <laughs> I don't have an uncle, so I, I just don't know. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just don't know. I'm just imagining. My dad didn't drink, and I didn't have an uncle. What do you kids do? <laughs> Hello, fellow children. <laughs> um, wait till we have the entire podcast. Our season recap, we're going to do a Matt's live recap. Oh, God, let's not. <laughs> let's just do the outtakes again. <laughs> no. So far, our outtakes this season can never see the light of day. <laughs> Definitely not this year. No, there's one good one. Um, just, just one. <laughs> so, we kind of we kind of talked about like the key success for Georgia is spreading the field. They uh -huh. have great wide receivers for the most part. I mean, Fromm can stretch the field with his arm. I mean, arguably, we've seen the stat line. He and Felipe Franks aren't off from that far off from yards, like touchdowns, yards, right? and interceptions. They're, they're almost identical. Yeah. Um, but Fromm is much more efficient with the football. He's, he's more accurate. Yeah. He yeah. has more completions. You know what's a really interesting thing about football? That completion rate stays the same from high school, college, to NFL. No matter how good or bad a quarterback is, their completion rate is usually the same every year. Is that true? Yeah, at every level. You don't really see that number move. 
Isn't I mean, that, well, Blake Bortles is having season-high completion rate, mm-hmm. or a career-high completion rate, Yeah, and he just got benched for Hoda Kessler today. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I what does that get you? I shouldn't have said year. Jake Fromm. <laughs> I shouldn't have said year over year, but I should have said, like, each level. Like, <clears throat> a kid who's played four years in college, a kid who's played four years in high school, four years in NFL, they're going to have, like, very similar completion rates. Like, you're not going to see, like, someone who had a 50% completion rate in college go to, like, 75 in the NFL. It's going to stay around 50%. Well, let's be honest. If they have a 50% completion rate in college, they might not be throwing that much in the NFL. Okay. That's fair. I could be way off there. That's real fair. <laughs> Unless every single completion is a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, Looking at you, Tua. Gosh, he's so good. We'll get there one day. Um, so here's the thing is what I'm getting at is like Fromm can throw down the field, right? We yeah. don't know. Felipe can throw down the field. Yes, he can. We don't know what Fields can do yet, right, as far as throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that they can com- they can create some headaches for us there by moving him around, getting him out of the pocket, mm-hmm. kind of giving the ball off to freaking Holyfield and um, that other. Evander? No, Elijah. His son. Which Elijah? Elijah Holyfield. There's three of them. They're just all named Elijah. He named three of his kids Elijah. I mean, is that weird? There's like 11 of them, and he named three of them Elijah. I mean, at that point, you got 11 kids. You just might as well. You, you run out of names, just, I guess. Just make it easier on yourself. You don't have to remember 11 names. <laughs> um, he has a lot of options, I think is what you're getting at. you got yeah. Elijah Holyfield. I mean, I don't think he doesn't really run the ball. He's a pro style QB for sure, right? From? Yeah. Yeah. So he's not really gonna break away. But if I'm, they start Justin Fields, which they might, we don't know. I'm just saying they're the, here's their tease of victory. We know they have a quarterback that can stretch the field with his receivers. Uh-huh. We know they have a dangerous running game that'll just hammer you and hammer you mm-hmm. because it's running behind a great line. Also, we know they have this X factor at quarterback yeah. in in the form of fields who might be able to really hit us where we've shown weakness. Yeah. A big weakness. And the question is, is it still a weakness? I would say it's going to come down to a lot of discipline because a lot of our problem with that is not making the first tackle. Can I just make one point, which is look at our Mississippi State game. I mean, that's fair. They didn't trust Fitzgerald to throw that ball. A lot of it was run game. They scored six points on us. We made our tackles when we had to. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm sure Georgia has a much more dynamic offense than Mississippi State does this year. But we could have gotten better in between. It could still have been that cocky feeling. Or that we were coming off that Charleston Southern win, and guys didn't realize that they had to finish tackles against an SEC team. Yeah. Maybe we just weren't finishing in week two. We're slow starting. So, I mean, we'll see. But I'm just saying that's what—that's the evidence we have right now, right, is like what we've seen on the field. Mm-hmm. So what we've seen on the field, what are our keys to beating Georgia? Stopping the run, without yeah. a doubt. Which we're capable of. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I don't know if this is necessarily something we've done this year, I'm going to say the big thing for this game is getting out ahead. I need our first drive to be successful. Yeah. That first scripted drive that you love that so much? That first scripted drive. I don't want it to end in an interception in the red zone. I want it to be successful. I want points on the board. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to feel if it's a field goal? 
A field goal's fine. A field goal means that we got down to what the thirty-five yard line at the at the least against this Georgia defense. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's just gonna show that we can go down the field on this Georgia team. And that's gonna be very important, right? Yeah. Yep. How do you feel about their defense? Georgia's defense? Yeah. Um a little bit better after last week against LSU. Yeah. Putting up 36 points against any defense is, is pretty impressive. I just don't know if that was because they were sloppy or because they played a good team like when they played Missouri and gave up 29 points. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's we're going to find out, right? Yeah, and Franks is getting better every single week, and we see that. That's one thing. Franks is getting better every week. Yeah. He's I, progressing. He really is. You're seeing the guy take steps. Yeah, this is really interesting because if you look at the score, they beat Vanderbilt 41, what, 17? Something like that. And if you take out our mistakes, we we beat we scored 37 on Vanderbilt, right? Yeah. But if you take out our very big mistakes, which we will work on fixing week after week, we have a very similar stat line to them. So, do you feel like these teams are a lot closer than they were imagined to be at the beginning of the season and even up until a few weeks ago? I feel very hesitant saying that because I I don't know if it's just hype from last year and their really high ranking to start this year, but I think it's possible that maybe we are a lot closer to them than we think. But at this, I'm, like I said, I'm very hesitant to say that, and I'd I'd side on the, I'd be cautious and side with the fact that they're probably better than us. I'm looking at the betting line now. Looks like eight point favorites. It's not so now. It's down to six and a half. That's not a lot, and that's coming from Vegas. So. And it is neutral site though. Yeah. Let's see what the comments say. Do you want to play that game? Well, Warbuck one said, "Wow, thought it'd be like three point five. Warbuck one, if you're listening, you just won twenty five dollars. Todski twenty one. UGA has to be feeling good about this game because they owned Mullen last year. Love the potential overconfidence. I have a good feeling about this one, boys. I don't... Was that Florida positive? Yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I can't decide based on Todski 21. But I know Todski wasn't a frat. How can you tell? Because his name's Todski. <laughs> um, IG4UF... I can understand. We have the edge on STs and coaching IMO, so we'll see. Data Trump emoji that I didn't know existed. It looks like someone's hammering his own hand. Yeah. I'm guessing special teams, coaching, and IMO means... In my opinion. I thought it was some kind of linebacker. No. Intermediate, middle <laughs> offensive linebacker? Yes. Yeah. We are on Swamp 24-7. These are all Gator positive, I'm realizing. Maybe this is the this is the Gator version of twenty four seven sports, and then the last one. Tooch Gator. <laughs> Tooch Gator. First official casino number UF plus seven at Caesars. So is Tooch Gator in Caesars right now commenting <laughs> on twenty four seven sports? That, that live that. Li- <laughs> <laughs> 
He doesn't even live tweet, but he does live tw- comment on 24-7. No live tweeting. He just goes on Twitter. Hey, guys, I'm in li- reporting from Little Caesars now. This is Toochgator. Toochgator here live at Little Caesars. The chicken fingers are delicious at the buffet, and the drinks are indeed free. I've already lost $400 <laughs> playing three hands of blackjack at the same time. <laughs> I hit with a 16. It was not a good choice. But guys, the betting line is at seven points. <laughs> Can confirm. We'll come back to you tomorrow. Tooch Gator out. <laughs> um, we're on a Georgia site now to see the comments. UGA wire. No comments. No comments. They don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> they don't know how to read at least. They can swipe left and right, right? With that, I would like to, like... Like just completely go in an opposite direction, bring back something we haven't done in a very long time. Josh, do you know what time it is? Bastion Corner. Bastion Corner. Well, LSU's numbers were terrible. LSU's numbers were god awful, but their helmets—they're pretty cool. Their helmets were sweet, dude. Shout out to Bobby for calling out how bad those numbers were. It looks like <clears throat> literally. They never planned, or they never imagined what the numbers would look like once someone actually wore a jersey. You know what the numbers look like? You know when you're in, like, PowerPoint or something, and you enlarge a photo, but you don't at all crop it so that it's the same, like, length and width, and you just yeah. move it? That's what it looked like, but they just moved it straight down. They didn't down. control shift. They did not control shift. They went straight down. Um, also, shout out to every terrible suit Greg McElroy wears. Did you say the word? What word did you say? Greg McElroy. T- terrible. What? Those suits are, are terrible. <laughs> Those numbers were terrible. Greg McElroy did the. Uh, Jordan's pretty sweet though. Jordan. Jordans. Jordans. Yeah. Like ours. Yes. You like them? Yes. You like the new ones? Yeah. I like the new ones. I'm gonna get the new ones. The problem is I don't know what you can wear those with. Bring it way back because Fashion Corner's over. That quick? That quick. Okay. Um, There's more important news. Two things. Two points. We get distracted. We're not professionals. Semi-professional. No. We had a read. Hey, guys. If you're going to be in North Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so to really circle back there with the Jordans. It's great because players and recruits and everybody want cool uniforms, and mm-hmm. there's Jordan's as iconic as it gets, yeah. honestly. Um, but how bad do you think our strength and conditioning program may have hurt recruiting? If you're like bringing in some like high school studs and everything, uh-huh. and they're like, "Oh, what's your gym like?" It's like, "Oh, actually, we don't see this guy up the road." He's real nice. He's got snacks. He gives us apple slices and goldfish. And it's like, that hurts recruiting, right? It has to. You know what doesn't hurt recruiting? What? Your strength and conditioning coach headbutting your helmet. Yeah, it doesn't. That does not hurt. Then getting picked up on Barstool Sports. Yeah, and Nick Savage is going to be, I mean, he's out there every game cheering people on. He's going to make a big difference in recruiting. He is, he is. Um, So, our keys to victory against Georgia we have to let the three-headed monster running back absolutely just be a beast absolutely we do but felipe's got to make some big time throws right the thing is i think two or three plays change this game 
yeah. in either direction, right? Which Felipe is a big play guy. That is what he is. He can throw that ball deep. And I know that Mullen has talked about he wants Felipe to be okay with getting three, four, or five yards at a time, getting mm-hmm. what the team, like getting what the defense gives you. Yeah. And then just like cashing in, nickel and diving him up the field. Yeah. But I think I think you're right. There, it's going to come down to some big plays, and whether that's turnovers, whether that's like blown coverage, taking advantage of blown coverage for touchdowns. Yeah. It's going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a big run, something like that. Well, the thing is, if like that can happen on either side, right? Yeah. Which 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 defensive line and which offensive line is going to get tired first? Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Because these are hold on, these are two really physical running teams that want to run the ball, right? Yeah. So who gets tired first? I guess I guess we'll see just how good that strength and conditioning has been this I, year. I, that's high five on that one. Better high five on that one. Pulled it around. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. So last year and the year before and the year before that, something that our team could really pride itself on was. I'm not sure if this is a good thing now that I think about it just how many points our defense scored. We won a lot of games because we had defensive interceptions followed by touchdowns, right? Yeah. Have we had more than one this year? I think the only one we had was Stewart against LSU. That seems like a Matt stat that you would like know the numbers on. Yeah, I think I might be forgetting something here with those first couple of games, but I think the only one is Stewart against LSU which means our offense is putting up points. Because here's the thing, too, is, and I like what you're getting at, is you can't have a takeaway. Yeah. And its only purpose being it stop the other team from scoring. Yeah. Especially in a game like this against a rival against Georgia, every opportunity has to be just that, an opportunity. It can't be a, it can't be a small deterrence. <laughs> like, to stop, like, in between them scoring, it has <clears throat> to be taken advantage of. Yeah. Well, what's your prediction? Pass. I don't know. Twenty-one seventeen. Which team? Not saying. So you, but you do think kind of like low scoring like that. Yeah. You don't think one team just gets, just gets in a rhythm and just keeps scoring, scoring and demoralizes the other team in a blowout. No. Do you think it's gonna be ugly, or do you think it's like gonna be a tight defensive game? I think it's gonna be a situation where. Both teams stop each other, and you get that one, two, three big plays where everything changes. Like the, the game is seventeen fourteen, and there's that final touchdown in the fourth quarter that really flips the game. Yeah, one way or the other. But I'm definitely not saying who. Okay. But I am saying if we win this game, we get a really good opportunity to lose to whichever team is in the West this year. Oh, whichever team, huh? Who knows? Honest, honestly. What, you don't think that LSU team can beat Alabama? I don't think anybody beats Alabama. Okay. But we also curse teams. Did I just curse Alabama? I have no idea. I said LSU was going to win. Um, two weeks out. Two weeks out. It's a big game, man. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Go Gators. Go Gators. And this game's going to be a party? It will at our house. I'll, I'll, I'd say it's, it's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. What do you think uh, is one of the most difficult parts about having a party? Um, I think the most difficult part about having a party is really knowing how to set it up and managing it instead of getting to be a part of it. Yeah. It's hard to be part of your party. So sometimes, like, 
it's just nice to have other people come in and do stuff, right? Absolutely. I'd love it if... Uh, so we're having people over on Saturday. We just bought a new couch. I'd way rather be protected of the couch the whole time rather than just, I don't know, organizing guests and making sure they're fed. You know what I wouldn't want to do at a party? What? Worry about if my guests are entertained. Were you setting me up for something? If they're having a great time. What do you got here? Well, if you're having a party, corporate event, or even a wedding, especially a wedding in the North Florida area, be sure to check out our friends at Taylor King Inter- Taylor King's Entertainment. Taylor King is a professional entertainment company based, based in Northeast Florida, providing host personality, DJ services, music, lighting effects, and more for whatever killer party you want to have. That sounds great. You want to know how to find them? Absolutely. www.taylorkingsevents.com Or you can even call them on the phone at 904-990-3979. I think we'll use them next weekend. In the meantime, do you want to try and guess which flavors of jelly beans we're eating? 